0: Good afternoon. It's Graham Cope with another My Music. Today I'm going to be speaking to Martin and Richard. First though, we're going to have this. I need to get going. I'll see you later. And as that fades and the fire dies and the embers glow, Sure um, what I did there, we come back and we're joined by Martin and Richard from The Ember Glows. Right, good afternoon. Basically. Hi there, Graham. Hi. Yeah. Um, where does the name? Where does the name Ember Glows come from?
1: So, so should I or you go?
2: Uh, go for it. It's uh... <laughs> Well,
1: the thing is that uh, it was a complete fluke because we'd been uh, we'd been having the heated debates over finding a name because we'd been rehearsing for a while. We were starting to sound good and planning to eventually gig. But we had no name and much less anything we could either agree upon that we all liked or something that was not taken by someone who does uh, music similar to what we did so then we're arguing and arguing having heated debates and try option a option b and so on and we we just can't get it right and after one heated debate at a pub one night
2: it was all very friendly heated debates though yeah it was good it was good it was (laughs) like
1: not heated in a bad way and kevin our bass player just like throws his arms in the air well and the amber glows you know (laughs) that's oh, it yeah,
2: it just it just appeared out of nowhere just like that well not out of nowhere because we went through a whole list of different things and yeah
1: yeah for sure. like kevin
2: uh popped it out of the
1: yeah you know, but the not <laughs> exactly like a like a fluke, you know just yeah. like that and the amber gloves and it's hey it's got a ring to it you know
0: yeah it has and and were you looking for when you when you talk about that ring were you looking for it to you know have a little bit of a nostalgic ring to it as well do you did you want it
2: to feel like it was completely of now but it could be of the sort yeah. of 80s and 90s as well or i know. think in a name you just wanted to kind of feel right to everyone and and uh kind of somehow reflect some of the music anyways like uh i think the ember Glows has a good ring to it and uh and a feel so and it's uh kind of indicative of the style we play i think so Okay. And just just explain to, to people who
0: have never met you before, uh, what do you do in the band? And, uh, and and who else is in the
2: band as well? Uh, I'm Richard. I'm the lead guitar in, in the Amberglows.
1: Um I sing and I'm Martin. I sing and I play a second guitar. And we also have Kevin Hills on bass and Dan Steffick on drums.
0: Cool. Now, yeah. listen, if you haven't seen one of these before, I know Martin says he has, but I don't know whether you've seen one before, Richard. What I'd love okay. to do is to to take you on a little bit of a musical journey back to, you know, be- before you were the Emberglows, back to <clears throat> perhaps back to when you were both very young. What what was your first kind of musical memory? What what made you think, oh, music, be the sound of of life? Yeah. You know, what,
2: I mean, for me personally, growing up, uh, I'm talking very early on, but maybe I'll I'll, uh, sound a little weird here, but I grew up on stuff. My parents were playing on eight track and like, uh, wow, Neil Diamond and ABBA and stuff like that. But uh, if it's from my own personal stuff, my kind of moment of uh, musical enlightenment, I guess you would say, was when I was probably 11 or so and I heard the Joshua Tree Uh, and that just that changed my kind of you know, the goose got the I got the goosebumps and I realized wow this is something I want to like yeah. you know it really affected me as far as a uh, musical blueprint and it still stayed with me to this day. So yeah someone Can someone I- like The Edge is is one of the reasons I started playing guitar and his kind of style is uh is you know I'd rather listen to guitar players that that have a lot of feel and uh texture and, and atmosphere and uh and he really affected me that way. So it stayed with me throughout my my playing. So what an amazing album! And
0: you know, I can remember, I can remember that album coming out, and 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 watching people queuing on the TV. You know, there was shots of people queuing on the TV to go and get yeah. it, etc. And it was, I, you were thinking, what is so special about that album? You that you you perhaps heard snippets, but you suddenly thought, mm, there must be something really, really
2: yeah, special. It's about just it. very wide and cinematic, and that kind of style is like you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's what I love, and and it's you know it's 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 gone on through what I've you know I got into shoegaze in the 90s and that was like huge for me Slow Dive and Swerve Driver and all those bands and uh and Catherine Wheel and those bands have really stuck with me and stuff like you know then you get into more psychedelic rock stuff like uh Black Rebel Motorcycle Club was a big influence for me and uh The Verve I think for all of us is uh, is a big one so uh, we have a lot of similarities in our tastes and there's a lot of differences as well so but we all kind of bring it together and it really forms something uh, that's us. So. so you're mentioning a lot of bands there that,
0: you know, do from time to time do have that that big rock sound, but, you know, a, a big landscape-y type sound as well, yeah. really amphemic right. uh, w- would be a big word in there. Uh, Martin, what about for you? Uh, vocalists? Were there, yeah. I mean, you know, as a vocalist, was the a vocalist that you sort of latched on to? Was
1: there uh, in there? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I would say also Morrissey uh, you know, with the Smiths at the time, you know before he became an old crank, but that's another story uh, but at the time I was really, really into the Smiths and um, also both for uh, the vocals and the lyrics because um I'm immensely into words and poetry and literature like if I had not played music, I would have written anyway. I would have found a way to write. I, I don't know in what shape or form but and also for Johnny Mars guitar playing, which I greatly admire still to this day. And that mm. really shaped me as a guitar player. And I was also listening to a lot of uh, The Mission, which wow. I would neglected for a long time, but I sort of returned to in the last two years or so. And I grew up in a house uh, with a piano. Uh, my dad's a fantastic piano player, uh, even still as we speak uh, on guitar. Like he'd been playing in in bands in the 60s, 70s and 80s and so on. And even in his uh, ripe retirement age now, he still plays in bands with his friends. So that's pretty cool. Um, Then, yeah, The Mission. um, uh, Like Richard said, we all like the Verve. That's something that's a bit more later on, like the late 90s. Mm. Um, Like you said, anthemic. Uh, Lyric oriented too, for my part, that's very important. And the thing is, I've been in other bands before where I was the main guitar player, so I was more like into like crafting my own parts. But with this project, what's nice is that I take a back seat on that, and I just complete what Richard does, and it, it's kind of like a nice uh, interplay and meshing of like two very different styles. But yeah. we think they complete each other well. Yeah, yeah, it's a good
2: uh, good guitar duo kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's uh, I'll take care of like the textures and the atmosphere and then he does a lot of arpeggiated stuff and uh, kind of more dry and and rhythmic and uh, yeah. it's a really nice uh like you said like a a tapestry I guess of guitars or you know. So And you you you've got a big voice as well.
0: Martin. You go know, you <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. You you got a you got a bit you got a big voice um in there and you know uh looking at your um uh, looking at your PR sheet that came through, etc. I mean, one of the names that was on there—that that's kind of an obvious thing as well—was Simple Minds. I mean, you know yeah. that uh, Jim Kerr. You know, right. c- control of the stage. Great you band. You know, yeah. that that sort of big voice. You know, coming out from there. It was was that on yeah. your radar?
1: Yeah, I've always liked singers that are well strong vocals strong lyrics and also a sense of vulnerability mm. um i much prefer a singer who's going out there out on a limb even if the voice is about to crack even if, yeah. if or she, even if he or she is just right on the brink of disaster just on that cliff and that tight rope you know yeah. and that's um that's something that i really like i like patty smith a lot too for the same reasons i'm i much prefer that to you know, voices with character mm-hmm. and like you mentioned Jim Kerr and to me he's a great example of that those very dramatic uh, Ian McCulloch that I, I like quite a bit too um, those very dramatic voices of um, like you said big voices like voices with um, you know with, with character with with front I don't know how else to say it but that's yeah. pretty much it. well, well that's they have an
2: identity Like, does you know who it is when the right away when they're singing right it's like it's, yes yeah, yeah. Absolutely,
0: but also, I mean,
2: having grown up in that era as well, you know, I mean, the, the the
0: the singers that I loved growing up were, I I loved Jim Kerr and I loved Bono and I loved Fish from Marillion, right? And and all of those people were just great at on stage as well, great at kind of acting out the song as well as just singing the song and yeah. just really kind
2: of holding your attention with their their eyes and their voice, mm-hmm. you know it's it's really just uh, I think they're all passionate singers, and and you just you're 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 drawn into them. So it's uh you know it's Martin has that as well. So it's uh it helps for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what, was there a was there a turning point record for either of you where you there was a light bulb moment where you thought, well,
2: having heard this,
0: I've I've got to write now
2: um I mean like I said definitely the U2 had a huge influence on me uh as far as the uh, musical enlightenment and then uh uh what else uh I mean Floyd I'm a big Floyd fan as well uh as far as guitar playing and stuff like that Dave Gilmore was a huge influence as well hearing echoes for the first time really kind of
1: oh yeah we have mind. that in common too yeah we no, have that, that in common the, too but the that's album sure. is
2: great but the second half with echoes is just 24 minutes of musical masterpiece of bliss for me so it's uh especially if you watch the live in Pompeii version it's it's even just that step above and it's it's
1: when i started playing i remember i i i started playing guitar and i never really wanted to emulate anybody i never wanted to be one of the guys with the best chops in town or yeah be another uh jimi hendrix wannabe so i was listening to stuff like uh the jesus and mary chain stuff like that and and like i i said before the smiths and my i was not very good obviously but my goal was to self-expression it's always been it's plain and simple that's the reason i do music so i wanted to compose i wanted to come up with something new even if it was bad Uh, the beginning that's fine but um were you a little um, bit
0: like me, Martin? Were you did you did you sing first before you played guitar? I mean, were you were you always a bit of a singer, or, or no,
1: no, you no. Like, no, no? The voice came later uh, okay. because I was playing guitar. That was the main thing. I did a bit of drums too, but um, mainly guitar. I did some classical. Uh, I played. I played a lot of guitar. I was trying to play um, in teenage bands and so on. But eventually, what happened was that I was—I really wanted to write. I really wanted to um, to be able to use my voice. And even though I, I I had never sung before, but then I was listening to music, and then I was just singing along, singing along, and singing along. And then at one point, I, I thought maybe I could. Maybe i I'm, I know I can hold. I can hold a note. I have some pitch. I think why don't i try uh while playing at the same time and then i grew in confidence slowly very very slowly and then eventually open mics and so on and so i did love
0: that you see i I think that's kind of the more natural way to to develop into singing i mean i think there's there's a risk these days that there are perhaps a you know and maybe maybe it's always been there but there's there's celebrities who are you know from a young age kind of led into Performing and
1: singing and, and things well, like that. I, yeah. I kind of have my own personal opinion on this, my own views, which is even if you have all the uh, the skills and know how in the world, and you're 12 years old and you're a prodigy, you still don't have the life experience, most likely, and you don't you have not internalized all of those emotions, all of those the ups and downs of life. It's you're not there yet. Even you can sing it perfectly, but you know, you, you haven't lived um, the life yet. You haven't, you haven't earned those scars, those, you know, those white hair, those white streaks <laughs> in your hair, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's, no, it's, absolutely.
1: Well, absolutely. I,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, musical autobiographies and biographies. I've just started the new Dave Grohl one. I, I've, I've read books about him in the past, but I've just started uh, reading his book and, you know, he starts, the thing that he, st- one of the early chapters that he starts with is about uh, a story about heartbreak. Um, you know, losing losing his first, or his first love lost, if you like. And you, you can know, you can see straight away, why would you start with that in a book about music? But of course, that's what it comes from, isn't it? You know, yeah. if you, you can't write decent songs about <laughs> love lost unless you've had the heartache in the first place right you can't write stuff about you know um how you feel about this that or the other if you haven't lived through that experience so you know and then and then all you're doing is you can emulate right or try and emulate what somebody else felt by you know technically trying to sing like them but it's not the same you can't see it in someone's eyes and i I go back to those singers right that i said are great yeah you see it in their
1: eyes yeah Yeah. Oh, sorry, Richard. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. go ahead. No, I thought you were going to. No, I was just going to say that I remember reading an article a few years back that I I thought was very eye opening. I think, uh, don't quote me on that, but I think it was written by Harry Connick Jr., where he said that in today's world at uh, American Idol or something like that, Billie Holiday would not even have passed the first round. Right. Because of the reasons we were discussing earlier on about virtuosity and histrionics and so on. It's, um, rather than, you know, character and life experience and heartbreak and something that is truly unique and beautiful.
0: Yeah. Something that you can hear in the voice, you can hear that, you know, the pain, you can hear the pain in the voice, especially with someone like Billy holiday, which is the problem I
2: think with all these new, well, not the new shows, but the stuff like American idol and everything, everybody's looking for the quick route through, right the experience and uh you lose out and you're you're just it's it's fluff in a way and uh i mean you are speaking of dave roll before he was he i mean he was talking about uh, it's so important for young bands to just get in the garage and bang it out like you just have to do it like the only way you're going to get better as a band and just uh, especially if you're in a rock band anyways like and there's no way to like fast track it really you just you got to play it because you love it that's it
1: yeah and be willing to to face the uh, humiliation at first of uh, oh, yeah. sucking, or just going out there and people either not caring or not liking you, or or uh, the spectacular public fail that happened to all of us—you sure. just go out there. There's there's no there's no way around that. that it's that, funny that, you
0: should no. mention that because again, right at the beginning of the book, that's the other that's the other little story that he tells first about his mum. He used to go with his mum to like a, a jazz club. You know, and it was her birthday one week, and she kind of said, "Dave's going to go up on stage now and and play," <laughs> and he was he was just mortified. You know, he, up until that stage, he'd literally been playing drums on pillows at home. He hadn't even had drum kit, etc. And suddenly, he found himself amongst all of these great jazz musicians, having to play drums. That's you wild. know, and it,
1: that's rough. That
0: is real rough. You know, but but that's the that's the knocks, right? At the same time, you know, and he talks quite a lot already. He's talking quite a lot about learning from failure. Because it's really it's about what happens when you fail, isn't it? With music a lot of the time as well.
2: Especially writing new songs. I mean you're 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 playing them live if something's new and something goes wrong on stage and you just you gotta keep trucking and keep going. Yeah. That's and then you realize for the next show or the next time you play it, then well, this is what happened, this is what we did wrong, and you correct it. So yeah, it's all a learning experience. I remember the first very first show I think I ever played. I was uh, what, like 17 or 18, and it, it was an experience that I've kept in my head because the, my guitar was on stage waiting for us to come on. And then I got up on stage, play the first chord. The whole guitar was out of tune because oh. I didn't tune right before I went on. So now it's like, you know, you got to tune before you go on. So it's just one of those little things where it's an experience was, uh, you know, my first show ever. And that was uh, that was one that kept to stayed with me
1: forever. So. You struck a chord.
2: Yeah, struck a bad chord, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You weren't sure what
0: chord it was, but it was a chord. So, it was the, you, the X chord, that's what it was. So yeah. it was <laughs> I'd like
1: to say you invented a new tonality. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: How how do you guys write? How how do you go about writing? Is it is it uh is it very much collaborative effort? Is it um do, do you jam up uh, bits of songs or do you have a whole song? Does someone come to the, the, the situation with pretty much a whole song? I mean, Martin, you say that you you write so you yeah. write the lyrics.
1: Yes. And I tend to write a structure. Yep. But I like a struct, either an acoustic guitar, or piano, or something like the skeleton is there, but then once with the band, then it go. I don't know which direction it's gonna go because yeah. there are, it, it's gonna it's like taking it to the lab. It's going to explode in many different directions, and sometimes it can vary a little. And sometimes it can be something else, like someone comes up with uh, with another riff, and then it's the other way around. I will develop from it like yes. on my end. You know what I mean? But you know, like you said, I do write a lot
2: <laughs> all yeah. the time,
1: pretty uh, much.
2: He's, he's a he's a very prolific uh, prolific uh, lyricist. He's got tons of stuff uh, <laughs> in in the wings, even. So it's uh, you know, he's a he's a great writer, a great lyricist, and. But in the end, it's all very collaborative, and it's it's really in the jam space where it all comes together with all of us because we each bring our own flavor to everything. So it's uh, but it's really about getting in the jam space and and banging it out, and then you see what happens. I mean, something like "Silent Love" or our last single is uh, Martin had the, the the lyrics and the chord structure. I came up with a riff in in the yeah. jam space, and then uh, Kevin had a great bass line, and it just it just really gelled and it really happened yeah. very quickly. Actually, it was yeah. it happened. Uh, it's always a good sign. It was almost that first jam where it was. It was almost like a complete yeah. uh, entity of a song that was, and it was, you know, it felt like, and I, we all just felt it right away. So.
1: What'd be fun? I still have that recording, by the way, of yeah, the first. Really? Yeah, 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 I do uh, because yeah, yeah. Um, I still kept that iPhone recording of the the very first time we did a whole run through of the song, right. and it's interesting to listen back to it because obviously we're still trying to find our footing with it. We're not. We're not quite sure. We're trying some stuff, and there's like little, like you know, hits and misses. But uh, you can tell that, considering it's the first time, there's not that much missing. I mean, it's not yeah. that different from what it is right now. Part of it, uh, it is there, yeah, yeah, for sure. It hasn't changed that much. Yeah. yeah. So is
0: it is it quite an exciting process when you're you're writing together? Do you, do you, do you have those those moments when you like that with that song because it sounds like that
2: happened where you just all look at each other and you go.
0: Mm-mm. yeah
2: you, you get the feeling you just get that like kind of the hair stands up in the back of your neck or whatever and just like oh this feels great you know this is uh you're all in the pocket or in the zone or whatever you want to call it and it's just uh there's, yeah a, there's a buzz and then you want to keep going and it's uh, you don't want to stop it's, it's uh, does that
0: happen because i i, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I yeah, yeah i'm right because you know it used to happen when i used to play in band and whatever you know and, <laughs> and actually you could have, the trouble is you can't take that into a studio Right, but if you're in a rehearsal space or whatever, then it's absolutely fine. Because I'm
1: I'm not sure I agree there. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah because it, I, I guess in the studio, it all depends on what the setup. It, excuse me, what the setup is, what kind of uh, how comfortable you feel in the studio with either with the room, with the ambience, with the, very importantly with the engineer yeah. as well. What if you're happy with the sound you have and if you do it as live as possible, I think it's possible mm-hmm. to recreate that. And Silent Love is a good example because yeah. uh, apart from the vocals, we did it all. like Literally, the room was very tight and we're all facing each other in a circle. And I think you can feel that. And it's, yeah. it, it was just live. What yeah. you hear is us playing, the four of us. That's it. Yeah. Right.
0: no what i meant by that is well, you can't just carry on recording and recording and then take it somewhere else and well, I oh i see what definitely. you mean right okay yeah because otherwise it costs too
1: much money um, right no i i just <laughs> meant in terms of the i just wanted to specify about the energy yeah. part right? that's all I meant.
2: Totally. And, it, and it really is about energy like when when uh yeah. you're coming up with songs like that or originally originally you know uh, initial riffs or song ideas and even if it's just a little bit of something and we all, you all just kind of join in and realize that there's something happening in the room. And that's, those are the special moments that I think are uh, irreplaceable, you know, so it's, it feels well, great.
0: I, I think it's an amazing song. I think it's brilliant. Um, absolutely love it. It kind of transported me back to that whole, and, and not in a, and I don't mean this in a detrimental way at all, but it kind of, you know, it, it kind of reminded me uh, of listening to things like Joshua tree or, or, um, you know, uh, some of the the uh the the middle period of simple minds or whatever again yeah. you know and that's oh, great right albums
2: you know we're not uh we kind of wear our influences on our sleeves proudly kind of thing so you know, we love all those bands like echo and the bunny man and
1: you know we're not, and, you know we're not afraid of where we come from music no, exactly it's just that uh, it is what it is and we all everybody comes from somewhere yeah in our case uh, but at the same time i i because, like Richard said earlier on, we all bring something different to the table, so I don't think we sound derivative at all. I mean, like because you, silent love sounds the way it sounds, but if you listen to the other material, it's not like a carbon copy, not every song sounds like that. you're gonna hear our touch, whatever the Ember Glow's uh, signature, if you will, but um each song is very different at yeah. the same time
0: i don't I don't think it's a, I don't think what i what I mean by that is i don't mean that it sounds like those albums but what it has is the excitement of those albums right you know what i mean when you that because there there have been some fairly dull albums over the years right certainly yeah and there's nothing wrong with that but there's there was a period where people were writing stuff and um you know you you would put it on and you know if, if the first song is and it's building and then it's like hey 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 right. you know you just go oh man and it, yeah you know, down the back it's, of you
2: talk about the goosebumps the goosebumps <laughs> like, that's the limo says. So,
1: graham yeah. it's like since, since you mentioned that song on a funny yeah. note this is one of my uh karaoke favorites there you go yeah <laughs> I, I always do that one
2: do you know what I
0: mean though? Yeah, yeah those, for sure. those songs, when they come on, you just that when you heard them for the first time, there was just a, an absolute you could feel the electricity coming out yeah. of the song and you could feel that the band were really on it and, and completely together. And you can almost sense the fact that they are just feeding off of each other you can
2: hear it in in, in the composition and the production right. of it that they it are it becomes like away. a visceral experience and yeah. uh, i think that's one of the most important things especially if you see a band live you want to feel that like visceral spontaneity or whatever like you know it's just uh it's so important
1: and uh, it's uh it's also very important what you're saying there rich because it's one thing to sound good in studio but you have to be able to pull it off live
0: yeah, yeah to yeah, sure.
1: really deliver so that people are not disappointed and you're not just bagged as a studio band.
0: That's even more important when you're writing stuff that big. Yeah. I mean, it's it's slightly different if you're, if you're writing delicate songs Mm. in a way, you know what I'm saying? If, if, if it's you and an acoustic guitar and you've got a small voice and, and, and it's all very delicate, that's one thing, you can kind of be quite delicate live, etc. But when you when you produce that energy on record, you've got to produce five times that energy live.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. You because the live's got to be better, and and you know the live's got to take what that's already got and
1: blow your ways. Well, we did play last totally. night, and go for we... it. Tell me all about it. It was uh, it was a fun gig. It was a great lineup with with uh, Montreal, energy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with two two other bands that we like very much, and in one of the best venues in Montreal, we think. Great turnout, yeah. and we, I think we hope that, like you said, that we elevated the songs to another um, to another level for people to experience, and the obviously when there's a good. Turn out, you feed off the energy of the crowd as well, so it, it brings your, it elevates your game to another level as well. well, well yeah, when I... you
2: see the crowd, everybody's into it, and it, it was yeah. it was a it was a great night. And the other bands like City Gates and uh, TV Erased, two other Montreal bands that were you know also friends with, and there it's just there's a a nice synergy when the, all the bands get along and like we're having a good night, and it was a really good night. So yeah, well, I hope you get to bring your music sometimes to the, the UK. Uh, sometimes in your lives, because you know, oh, be uh,
0: over here we just go mental, uh, <laughs> and 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 you 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 do really feel the energy. I, I I couldn't believe it when Martin was saying to me before. Sometimes you you play gigs and people are kind of sitting around clinking their glasses and whatever. It's like what the, yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: And you yeah. know, a, another dreadful thing here we have. I don't know if you have that in the UK, but thankfully there's less and less of that happening. But we used to have a lot of venue bars where they have the uh, video poker machines. You have people who just sit on the machines and they're gambling, like slot machines, but for bars, right? And then these machines, they make a particular kind of noise, uh, like little alerts and ringing and so on. And then you see the people just sit there all night and they're gambling and, and they couldn't care less whether it is you're playing. You could be playing poker music and they wouldn't care, you know
0: yeah uh you know what if i was a lead singer in a band like that i'd be up in their faces
1: oh I, you know what i did that once like um I, I had a because i gig solo quite a bit too and i had my my prima donna moment on stage eventually at some point i i had some ladies who were watching uh some videos on their cell phone like very 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 loud and i'm playing acoustic and it was a nice venue otherwise nice venue and so on but that particular day like I, I was not too happy so i'm in the middle of the song and i hear this um this video on the on the on the phone like very, very loud and then i just stopped playing and then the, the silence is getting a little uncomfortable in the room because all you hear is their video and i just give them the stare down like this and then in the mic i just am i disturbing you <laughs> <laughs>
2: putting yeah. them
1: on
0: the spot yeah <laughs> it's the the only thing you sometimes get at, uh, at english gigs and 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 you know bands are very politely trying to dissuade people from doing it is is this oh right is, right which is someone's standing there recording the whole lot on their phone and you right. just think why why you're there right right why, why? <laughs> you're there you know, put your phone down, enjoy the experience. I mean, yes, take a few seconds and put it on the internet and say, yeah, you were there. Great, isn't it? You know, you've missed the rest of it. Um, but don't stand there for the whole two hours recording it. What, what sort of nonsense yeah. is that? You know, we need to live in a world where people just enjoy stuff, really. Yeah,
1: um, I agree. Guys, totally. I,
0: yeah. I absolutely love the record. Is this going to be part of a whole album?
1: Yes. Well, it an be right. a fourth song EP that and will come it, out. It, in september September, yeah
0: fantastic
2: that's that's great we're hoping that september 23rd we'll have an ep launch and uh here in montreal and uh it'll be a good gig so great uh, just in time for my birthday that's what i like to hear (laughs) i've
1: revved
0: up the the motorbikes in the background just just to to, to (laughs) give us.
2: I
1: was, yeah, I was, yeah, 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 yeah. That was um, open too. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. It was, um. you know, the ghost of Motorhead coming past. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Lemmy <me> lives. Yeah. <laughs> Lemmy
0: me, let me lives. I, I met Lemmy once. Nice, oh, nice wow. guy, actually. Yeah. It's yeah, actually yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. A great. I was just going to say, because like, I've done some other um, UK interviews before, and I always joke around with whoever's hosting that I, I always pray to God that whenever I do a UK interview, I'm not interviewed by Alan Partridge.
0: Alan, Alan Partridge. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <Let's> see. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Oh, I couldn't resist. So yeah. oh. What is it about Alan Partridge? Um, you know?
1: What?
0: What is it about Alan Partridge that, that you wouldn't want to be for by Alan Partridge? I mean,
1: well, you know, I mean, it, it, well, you, you know, the character, right? It, it wouldn't end too well. <laughs>
0: Probably not. could be worse, eh? You could be interviewed by Boris Johnson, couldn't you?
1: Oh, <laughs> God, you don't want that either. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Blah, 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 mm, you know. <laughs>
0: oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. So uh, the record's coming out. Hopefully the record's coming out towards the end of September, around the 23rd, just before my birthday. I can't forget that because it's literally a week before my birthday. Um, So, I, you know, that's that's pencilled in the memory now. If people want to hear
2: The Ember Glows, where do they go? There's Apple Music, there's uh pretty much everywhere ex- uh, except Spotify, actually. But uh, yeah, but, and but they... is uh, is, uh, is a big one. We try and support Bandcamp as much as possible because it's so do it... we
0: because because people pay money there as well.
2: Uh, you know, they, can. That's... they can
0: if they want, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. no, that's vital, that's yeah. really important, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we emphasize that a lot on this show. Uh, give money, um, folks, it's it's really important, uh, because unlike. Um, un, or, or you know, against popular belief, musicians actually have to eat. Uh, it's right. a, you know, I mean, some people think that you're just wind up, um, and 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 then you just you know go into a studio, play etc. And then you don't survive on any nutrition or anything like that. But actually, musicians do actually need to eat. And also, writing music and recording it actually does cost money. It does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. C- crazy
2: phenomenon. Even uh, having a place to play it costs money. So I know, it's,
0: I know, it's absolutely mad. So we do encourage people when they're listening and and they go and find out afterwards because obviously having heard all about this uh, th- this new record, etc., you're you're now thinking, "Cool, that sounds tasty. I really do want to listen to that." You'll go and find out a little bit about the Emberglows on Bandcamp and and part with some hard-earned cash because that go. makes everybody feel so much better. You'll feel better about it as well.
1: And you know what? It's less than a cup of coffee. For exactly a- that. In fact, give up coffee.
0: <laughs> give up coffee for a week, right? And and just multiply by the Ember Glows on Bandcamp. How T-shirts, about
2: cassettes. We have cassettes even. Go Do you have cassettes? Because cassettes are the yeah. new cassettes
0: <laughs> are the new uh, eight track. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Coming back, right? So <laughs> it is coming back. Why did Why did you decide to go on cassette?
2: uh it's it's actually it's just a a nice delivery device for a download code as well so it's uh it's something tangible that someone can walk away with uh, at a show and yeah, uh we have, have, we have vinyl cool. coming as well but it, these days with the vinyl pressing plants they're so busy it's taken quite a while to get the our first ep press so but it's coming soon so
0: yeah i actually gave um i spoke to seal party uh last week and i actually gave them the name of uh a plant in England, and, and they they may be actually swapping to England to, to have theirs oh. dressed after that. So, nice. you know, because we've just got a new one over here. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'll give you the details as well, just in case you want to know. Um, but there we go. Thank you so much for coming on, Martin and Richard. Please Thank do you. go and support them on Bandcamp. Listen to their music. it's It's tremendous. Uh, and these guys are really nice. And and we'd like them to come over to the UK at some point and play, but only if you're going to support them because otherwise they're just not going to do it. All right. <laughs> 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 so, uh, you know, as nice as they are, they, they just, they just won't do it unless, you know, uh, they, they see a thousand oh, downloads in the next if,
1: There you go. If some, uh, some UK bands uh, that are compatible with with, with what we do, and you never know if they, they want to invite us for support gigs. We we like to return favors as well. Whenever other bands come to Montreal, we do our best to accommodate them. Oh. Sometimes we have to give a place to sleep. Like I've hosted some bands at my place before, or you know, finding gigs and do a bit of the legwork. So you never know. Just like throwing it out there. There you go. Yeah,
0: it could be. This could be just like when you were at school and you did foreign exchange with a student. Hmm. But it's it's foreign exchange band instead. There There we go. So if you're you're up for that opportunity, in fact, if you're in the UK and you've got somewhere for Martin, Richard, and the the rest of the lads to to sleep, um, and you've got a band venue nearby and you know the promoter, that just make it happen. That would be yeah. The the advantage
1: with the UK is that because it's much smaller. I mean, you have a lot of like cool cities within a short uh, the geographical areas so you can you can do a lot of uh cities within a short amount of time without without traveling that much it's not like here in canada and so on uh, where everything is so remote oh, and so spread. Yeah, people, yeah, don't, people spread.
0: don't realize that until they've gone over to sort of Canada. Yeah, it's but like, basically uh, you can do the whole of the uk right and it's and it's like traveling from one state to another
1: <laughs> like i had, you know, I had I was just going to say I toured Europe with another project before as a guitar player and the amount of ground we covered and the, the amount of, of uh, number of cities that we did in a short amount of time, you could never do this here. I mean, that'd be insanity.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. well, let's hope that happens. Martin, Richard, it's been a pleasure getting to know you a little bit. It's been a pleasure listening to your music. Yeah. Likewise. It, it, it's Likewise. tremendous. Uh, go off, enjoy the rest of your weekend, sirs. And Thank you, sir. Let's hope we get some support. Bye All for right. now. Thank you.